Will you um, get that right by your mouth, please? Actually, my Oh, boyfriend. now I can hear you. I forget I have to deal with my boyfriend. Welcome to your mom. Your mom podcast. Your mom's podcast. This isn't any podcast. This is your mother's podcast. My mom's podcast. Nah, dude, she's your mom. With Ashley Allison and Lisa McCaffrey. Your mom is a podcast. Shut up, dude. Hello again, everybody. I'm Ashley Adamson here with my favorite Lisa McCaffrey. Welcome to your mom. Your mom. Your mom. This. That was harmonized. That was good. We've been we've been practicing. This (laughs) is a podcast celebrating the messy randomness of parenting and motherhood. In case you're just joining us, if you're new here for the first time, welcome. We're happy to have you. Um, And the premise of the show is that we interview moms of highly successful people to hear their stories, get advice on what they did well and what they totally screwed up. And in the end, I think, Lisa, what I have found is that basically this is like a reminder to all of us that even the best moms out there that feel like they know what they're doing. Right. Or on paper look like they knew what they were doing because their kids are so successful. Like you. They it, don't, they have no, no idea, no clue, had no idea, have no idea. They're just kind of winging it and going along. So that's okay. If that's yes. what you're doing. I, exactly right. It's parenting is throwing a bunch of mud at the wall and seeing what sticks. And, and we're it all comes out as a beautiful piece of art yes, at the end that sells yes. for millions of dollars. Exactly. <laughs> Cause some art actually does look. Uh huh. It's true. It's true. But yeah. So, Hey, if you're a parent and you're listening to this, all I got to say is we are all doing the best we can and that is more than good enough. So that I'm going to start the episode with, with that caveat. Um, and I just, I'll also say by way of introduction, Lisa has four amazing boys, most notably this week, I'm going with Dylan McCaffrey because as the third child, I don't think he gets celebrated nearly enough. Um, That's just my guess. So I'm giving Dylan the shout out as your most notable son today. And I stay in his room when I come to visit you and it's glorious. So he's my favorite. Ashley, that's so funny you're saying because he's the only kid that's in this house right now. See, I knew it. You knew it. It's like a like we God, we have such instinct. We have such a connection. It's so weird. mm -hmm. He's literally here right now. That's so weird. Good. I could feel his presence. I'm glad. I'm glad. I tell him I'm giving him a shout out. He's he's your most notable son to me today. Mm. He's the tallest. He's the tallest of the group. Yep. Okay. Great. (laughs) Love Dylan. Um, Okay. So no guest today. It's just Lisa and me. Uh, So hopefully you're still listening. We (laughs) have gotten so much good feedback on our mailbag episodes that we've been doing every month. So we decided to do a little bit of a twist on this one. Instead of sourcing questions, which have been amazing from our awesome listeners, we sourced questions from our children and a few from family members. Um, So some are good. Some Mm -hmm. are really, really, really good. And so this is a mailbag episode, the kids version. And and just a reminder to everybody. Can I um, inject? I'd like to call this episode Mom Madness in honor of March Madness because it is in March. And we have like a conglomeration of questions, a cornucopia, if you will, plethora, a bizarre feedback of questions. So it's mom madness. Let's go. Mom madness. And you know what? It's good because just back to the original point off the top is that I have a friend who says that every morning getting out of the house with kids, it's like the NCAA tournament. It is just about surviving (laughs) and advancing. That is all it is. So I'm I'm, mom madness. I'm last minute three to win the game. Yes. Yes. Okay. And and I should remind everyone that I have a a six-year-old and a three-year-old. So 
obviously when I was sitting with, uh, at dinner with them last night, they gave me some really thought out, beautifully worded, eloquent mm -hmm. questions that I'm excited Amazing. for you to answer. Yeah. Um, I mean, start. yeah. Did you want to start with, I think we should start with one of your boys questions. One of mine or one of yours. Yeah. Already. We'll um, go back and forth and, and you, you start and we'll both answer and then we'll, we'll see how this all comes together, but I, I'm excited for this. So welcome to the mom madness mailbag episode. Wow. That's a mouthful, but that I love it mm. <laughs> as parenting is basically a mouthful. Um, oh, okay. This was actually questioned by one of Christian's friends who he grew up playing football with. Who's mm. an awesome kid. And this was, an, I mean, I presented like this, ask me, ask us a question about what you ever wanted to ask your mom or. So you're so, all sitting around last night with mm -hmm. your boys and some of their friends and that's where the, these sources. Okay, exactly. great. And all these right, are accomplished kids. The one, the one kid is a, um, an amazing UFC fighter. And the other one was, uh, you know, played D one lacrosse and now coaches lacrosse and has a high powered job, really competitive job. So these Love are, that. these are not like lazy kids. These are pretty motivated, awesome kids. And, um, this, my was, kids are lazy, by the way, just don't want to yeah. throw that. So, so we have some <laughs> questions from lazy kids and some, while, and while I was kids. talking to these kids, my kids were asleep on the sofa, just, you know, so perfect. Okay. <laughs> no, go ahead. Kidding. No, but this was a really thoughtful question and pretty quick after I asked, so it was pretty impressive. So he just said, if you see your child about to fail, do you jump in, um, and correct them? Or do you let them fail to teach them a lesson? Mm. Bam. Okay. I think that is at the heart of parenting, mm -hmm. to be honest. Uh, do you, do you want to go first? Well, I'll say this. The first, we all agreed at the table. Everybody was at the table, including Ed and everybody. We just said, obviously, if it's about safety, you absolutely intervene. And then Christian chimes in with a story of when we were in Idaho Springs um, on our way to the mountains, we pulled over an eight eight. And after dinner, we, we were, it was cold and everyone was all bundled up and we we're walking down the street and our car was parked across a street that had cars that were moving, um, not a highway, but pretty active uh, road. And Christian saw our car and was little, mind you, and jumped into the street, ran across the street in a car. You know, you're afraid because it's cold that they're ice, had to screech on the brakes to stop from well, hitting him. It's just... <laughs> Even though so I know we, Christian made it, I still like that. Yeah. Just oh, no, me. no. It I, it haunts it as a parent. It just haunts you. But the best is Ed. I don't know if it's the best or the worst. You guys be the judge. But Ed ran out without missing beat, picks him up, runs him. And there happened to be a police station across the street. I kid you not. Runs in the police station, opens the door, sits him up on the table and said, I have to turn him in. He just ran across the street without looking both ways. God bless the police officer, came to the front played along with him and was like threatening to like, oh, you know, we might have to put you in jail. Now tell me what happened and made him reveal. Christian's eyes were as big as saucers, shaking, freaking out. <laughs> so Ed, it was obviously it's still traumatizing to Christian this day, not the running in the street, but the thought of him actually getting arrested. So, bad parenting or good parenting? You guys judge? I'm going to say ultimate amazing parenting moment because it clearly had an impact you know you always wonder as a parent like is is what i'm saying this and doing sparring. having an impact yeah is this and and clearly how old was he that's what i was trying to figure out i'm not sure that he was very little but old enough to remember the incident remember like all the details remembers the badge at the police officer and looking at his gun and behind <laughs> them was the jail in the small town in idaho springs just 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 scared to death I know right but where that is were you at bojo's pizza by the way yep absolutely you I know, know right it. where you were i know right the where honey, you were the honey on the oh, um the best oh, on the um ends was so good but he never ran in the street again 
Okay. So, so I don't know. and and as far as we know, hasn't been in trouble with the law, really. Mm, as far as we know. As far yeah. as we know. So <laughs> I'm gonna say great parenting and a great example of when you see your child about to fail, as long as, yes, within the realm of they're not gonna do something that is gonna be irreparable damage to their body, you let them I think you you try your best to let them do it. This is something that I struggle with a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think I wanna I can't wait to ask you when your kids are teenagers what you well, do. And that's, that's, I think, the thing, because it's a total, the stakes are so much yeah. different. Like right, right. now, and, and it's why I think it's important that the, the way I would answer this question is I think it's important to practice when your kids are little because they do all these things that you're like, oh my God, I can do that for you in one second. Like, and right. then you don't have to sit here for 20 minutes while you try to do whatever that is that you're trying right to do. Foot. Yeah, exactly. Put your shoes on, <laughs> get dressed, like pour a bowl of cereal, uh, all of those little things that you're trying to make them self-sufficient, it is easier just to do it. To do it, Rather right. than to watch them like fail. Easier. Yeah, right. it's hard, right? Like it's hard right. to watch them right. fail. Right, um, you don't But I think be, if you practice yeah. it when they're little, mm -hmm. uh, that it becomes more innate. And I think ultimately, and, and I, I've probably talked about this at some point on, on one of our shows, I'm sure that I have, but my mom was a single mom and had my older brother and I, and she worked full time. She went to school full time. And it, there was very little, I don't want to say coddling because that's the, that has a negative connotation, but she never checked really to see if our homework was done. She never like, it, it was just, we just did it. Like we packed our lunches. We started doing laundry when we were little because we just wow. had to do it. Now I think we it's changed like every generation has started to change and i think we do more for our kids than ever before and so to me i'm like i just i do want them to be self-sufficient but i struggle with this more than anything and the real hard line is the physical part of it because when i see them you know taking off on their scooter down the street and i'm like they are gonna eat shit mm -hmm. and yep. i can see it coming but there's also like me screaming and yelling stop wait that's not safe for your body like once they fall once they're they're gonna remember that you know yeah. like they've got a helmet on and as long as they're not cars coming but it is hard it that this is that is at the heart of i think the hardest thing for me as a parent is to let your kid fail let them struggle let them try and because there is such a feeling of satisfaction with them when they do it themselves so that's what i would say how did you feel like you did it when they were young gosh i i i i, I don't know um i pull back more like because obviously physically you don't want them to get injured so you want to protect right. them and, and ed was ed was extreme on that he was so paranoid that they were going to get hurt so he was extreme so i kind of backed off in that area i'll yeah. be honest um but i'm i was more like worried as they got older and you know are they hanging out with the right kids because mm -hmm. that's i think but that's yeah same time you don't want a helicopter parent like totally. walk in and be like you can't, you can't be friends, be friends with, with them. them you can't be friends with that, with that person like right. that's you almost want them to learn from each other yeah. you know and there's something about having like a group and having them i, I actually don't mind they have their little secrets and they yep. you know they have that i think that's good for them i think that's part totally. of growth and they have stuff they keep from their parents in a weird way that's kind of a good thing but yeah. hopefully i just hope well, it's mine are a little bit older, but like that there are always consequences for actions. Yeah. Don't try to like, if your kid, like, let's say Colin goes and, and cheats or gets in trouble, that there are going to be consequences for that. Yes. So that they don't do it future later on. Like it may hurt and be really hard at the time. They need but, to understand. Right. That there are consequences like, yeah, this has the, you know, whatever you do is going to have repercussions. So I, I don't totally know. I think agree. that's, I think that's right. Lesson, and so. it's easy, especially when you're in a situation. And I think I see a lot of it happen with parents is that they swoop in 
so that their kid doesn't get in trouble, so that they don't get that bad mark or that their transcript looks good or that they, you know, know, they have to get this grade because they got to get into the school. I mean, we saw all the stuff happen with Varsity Blues. Like we could do a whole episode on on how parents get involved with their kids. And it's just, they got to figure it out on their own. And I I was talking to a Stanford professor a few years ago and she just said, I've never seen, it's like a crisis of, and this was probably about five years ago. She said, it's we are in, it's not that kids are, you know, over the top, like think that they know what they're doing. It's the opposite. They are, they come to college and they are so ill-prepared. They don't even know, like if their roommate says something mean to them, they completely melt down. If they get a B minus on a test, it's like they, their world is over. What's a B minus? I don't even know. Yeah, exactly. Someone who went to Stanford who knows you got a B minus. Joking, completely joking. Yes. (laughs) But I do. I think (laughs) it's online. Did you ever make any of your kids break up with any of their friends? Was there anyone that you said they can't hang out with? Uh, there was a, there was a few along the way that I was nervous about. And, and, and there was a, at a young age, mind you, I love all of their girlfriends right now. So let's not get to t- go to TMZ. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, way back in the day when they were younger, just starting to get into girls, there were some girls that I felt were, were trouble. And that's so horrible. Yeah. I don't want to say you can't date them. They can't date them. But there were some girls that I'm just, I remember giving a lecture to one of them and just saying, Hey, look, these are some red flags. Just telling you this. I, and but I but the the worst thing to do is say you can't date that person because exactly. then they'll they'll gravitate to him too. It's almost like they do need to learn for themselves. But you just have to be careful with consequences because yes. you just yeah. You it's live with very, it's you hard, live. right? It's a fine line. It's such a hard. And you'll see as they get older, it's harder. My yeah. um my friend's daughter's a fifth grade teacher, her first year teaching fifth grade, mm-hmm. and she, so I was asking her. She has about twenty kids in her class, and she says there's. I was just asking her general percentage number. She said, there's about eight that are really easy to teach. They'll make a mistake. They can work through it. And she said, those are the parents that are, they go to the parent teacher conferences. They're not calling if they get a bad grade every five seconds, but they show up, they're present. And then she said, you have the one extreme that are, have the helicopter parents Mm -hmm. and those kids, they talk back. They don't have a boundary for adults. They don't realize that, you know, this is a teacher. They, if they don't like something, they'll talk back and they'll get their way no matter what. And their parents will back them up, even if they're in the wrong. Then you have, then she said, then you have the other extreme where both parents are working. They're basically non-existent. They don't show up for parent teacher conferences. And she said, those are there. Those are really hard to teach as well. And she just said, cause I was like asking, you know, analyzing it and after everything, you know, what did, what do you think of your mom? Her mom's my best friend. So I'm like, Hey, where'd your mom screw up? Cause I know where she screwed up and she knows where I screwed up. So <laughs> we laugh about it to this day with our kids. But anyway, she was funny, but she just said, no, that they, it's just, um, yeah, those, you have those two extremes, but the ones in the middle, um, and she, she did say this too. Sorry, sorry, Ashley, but she did say that usually the youngest kids are the best kids, the youngest kids in the family that have older, yeah. older siblings, because they'll also, um, teach them along the way too. And they'll, you know, through either through, um, watching how they live their life or the older kids were kind of not bully, but you know, say, Oh, you're doing, you're doing that wrong. You're doing that wrong. And it's easier for a sibling to say it than a parent sometimes. I, so totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the you get more adjusted, you know, like the younger kids have dealt with. And also you don't have the they don't have the total focus of both parents. I mean, that's the perfect example, right? Like, right. We always joke about I I have a friend who said that with the four, you know, yeah, if you have four kids, you got to have four kids because the first is basically like a throwaway. Right. Max. I don't mean that. Max, you're not a throwaway. We love you. No, (laughs) No, but it is because you put so much energy. You're so afraid of screwing them up. Absolutely. I was the worst up. Yeah. Looking back on with Max, we overparented. I was yeah. so nervous. I was so afraid to mess it up that I overdid it. I always said the best thing that ever happened to Max was having Christian, Dylan, and yep. Luke. You know, that just it it just took the pressure off a yeah. lot. 
still a lot of pressure, but we took it, took a lot off. So, and Luke is super well adjusted, you know, Luke is sweet baby angel Luke for Yeah. yeah, Who's so independent and so easy to talk to. (laughs) He, you know what he said? Well, I don't want to know. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, what, what he was, was, okay. He was analyzing some of his friends. He has a, a cute girlfriend who's awesome. And he was saying he's noticed, um, that, girls in general, not necessarily his girlfriend, but just in general, because he has a bunch of friends that are, that are, um, that are girls too. They play sports and whatnot because girls in general, I think have a very, um, hypersensitive or neurotic relationship with their moms. They said girls and moms have a type of relationship as they get, especially as they get older. And that's a very touchy thing. And he's just said his hot, he goes, I'm starting to learn that because they never had sisters, so they don't know. But he just said, you know, his, that, what I love about this generation of kids is they completely open up and they talk about Mm -hmm. their feelings and they talk about the way they were raised and they talk about ailments or things that are bothering them. And I think that's so healthy to do. And he comes back home from college and it's a little different than like, like what Max and Christian used to do. And it's so great. It's so great. Cause he'll, you know, he'll talk about it and it's, you know, you, you realize that people that look like they're so perfect and everything's, you know, so great, they're vulnerable and they have issues. Everybody has issues and yep. you know, my goodness, let's be, let's talk about it. It's normal. It's normal. I totally so. agree. It was, it was, it was I think, no. And I think Luke is, is spot on. There is a lot of, I don't know a single, even my girlfriends who have like wonderful relationships with their moms and are super tight there's always a dynamic, right? There's, there just is. And I, you know, I, I can say the same thing for my mom and, and I am at a stage of appreciation in life for my mom that's higher than I've ever had. So shout out to you, mom. Um, yeah. and we're yes, going to, by the way, her. next month for mother's day, I'll give a little tease. We're going to hear yes. from both Lisa's mom, big mama, who's mm-hmm. amazing. And we're yep. also going to have an episode with my mom. So yeah, uh, stay tuned for that. You'll see why we're so weird. And, you know, I think everything will make a lot more sense. <laughs> like you said, you can you understand a child after you meet their mom in exactly. particular, but their parents. You yeah. understand why they're nuts. It's yeah, the why, they're, why they're crazy, why they're, yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> we're not going to get through any more. Yeah, I mean, oh, sorry. Yeah, that was another, a I, that was a, but it was a great question. Wasn't that a great question? I know it I was, was like, a great wow. question. And it, yeah. it is, it's the one thing that I think about and try the hardest to, you know. Yeah, it's difficult. And each, each age and stage, you have a different answer for that. There was one, there was a book I read. The last thing I'll say is that there was a book I read one time that I try and um, harken back to, and and it's uh, Coddling of the American Mind. It speaks to exactly a lot of what we're talking about. But one of the things that it recommends is every month, like we think that kids are stuck in the ages that they are. So we do all these things for them because we still see them as these little three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-olds. But that every month or two months, you should be having your kid do something that they haven't done before. And it can be something small, like take a walk around the block or go take out the garbage or just these little things. Yeah. Just tiny things that, that, and then they feel good about being able to do it. And they, all they want is independence and to feel like they can do it on their own. So there's my, there's a, there's a real quick, there's a speech um, on modern family. Did you ever see the TV show modern family? I did, but I don't know. Oh my gosh. We have to put it on some, it's so good. It's, um, the dad, um, it's right after they adopt Lily. And the dad um, comes in and gives this speech. Oh, it's, oh my gosh, it's the most beautiful speech talking about how you have this baby, you fall in love with the, the folds and the baby and they, you know, they get, and you just get used to the baby stage. And then all of a sudden they become like a toddler and they're giggling and you fall in love with their giggle and their personality. And then you're like, oh, that's so neat. And then the next stage, they're a kid, they're running around. You're like so impressed. They're making friends and becoming social and, you know, in each stage you're losing 
um, what you thought was what they were going to be forever. Yes. But you're also gaining, gaining. a new stage. You're gaining something else. And then eventually they get older and then you have to like, let go a little bit to mm -hmm. each stage. You're letting go a little bit too. So anyway, yeah. So we're, kind I of love like, that. No. And I think that's beautiful speech. Go look at it cool. on, on YouTube yeah. or online. It's so neat. It made me, I've watched it twice now. It made, it made me we'll cry. link to it. We'll link to it in the yep. show notes. I'll make a note right here to link to it. Okay. Um, okay. Now on to a, uh, should we do a Collins question? Oh, let's yes, do a, absolutely. Okay. Let's, let's do a, I'll start with Cora. So okay. I asked both of them okay. at dinner last night for their, and I guess th these are combined. So Collins, yeah. his first question is, how do you drive a train? That was number one on his list. Cora's first question was, how do you ride a train with a snowblower on top of the roof? So um, I'm going to let you take. I'll do call. I'll do Collins okay. because I did YouTube that. And after YouTubing it, Collins, I realized I think I could be a conductor. I don't want to toot my own horn or oh, brag or anything, you'd but you'd be such a hot A. <laughs> I look good in the hat. Oh, I yeah. like the outfit. They're comfortable. You know, they're like overalls. Kind of you get to wear overalls. Like, yeah. Kind of like coveralls. Pretty yeah. good, I, which I wore every pregnancy mm -hmm. nonstop mm -hmm. because it was in back then. Um, yeah. Thought I looked so Did cute. you have one? Did you do like the one, um, you know, like the one shoulder off? <laughs> Sometimes just to, you know, mix it up a when little. You're spicing it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It was a cat's meow back then. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I would, I, I honestly, after looking it up, it really, really wasn't that hard. Like I, I was thinking, oh, is there a key? You know, you wonder like people joke, is there a key to the airplane? You know, starting the, the, according to the YouTube video I watched, there was not a key. You literally turned the, like, almost like the propellers on, and then you like took it out of neutral and it would just go. And you could like, by turning one thing, it just went faster, faster. But there's, think about it. There's no steering wheel. Right. You know, steer it. So you could do that. And like, I could sit back and read a book or file my nails. You know what I know? And you also have to, what don't you have to like every now and then stop? I mean, obviously at a station you have to stop, but are, aren't there like, I think on, on your train, I think you just slow down and let them run it, like jump off. Hey, I'm slowing down everybody yeah. off. And, and just, just do yeah, roll, roll out, just do a nice like roll. When I so drop, it's like when I drop Collins off at, um, in the carpool cool. I'm like, Perfect, I'm going to yeah. slow down. You just open the door and go, go, go. You make yeah. sure there's no buses coming by and you just right. push him out. Exactly. Perfect. He's got to learn. He's got to learn how to jump out and roll. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm t it's life skills, you know, and that's it's life the right. It's just trying to Stop prepare modeling your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Don't prepare the path. Prepare the kid for the path. Yeah. That's anyway, after looking it up, I felt you're going to be a conductor. Yeah, I could. I know. Okay. Was I was it didn't wasn't as hard. I know. No, I just offense. really love that you were watching a YouTube video on how to drive a train. That nothing has made me happier than that. Collins would be so excited. Very enlightening. Anyway, okay. I guess the, the, the answer that's a great answer. The for Cora, how do you ride a train with a snowblower on top of the roof? I think you just I think you just do it. I think you just get on the train. I'd be and, worried though if you went into a tunnel with the snowblower oh, get yeah. Yeah. You know, like you'd have to make sure right. you were in an area where you didn't go through tunnels that would knock it off. So yeah. anyway, that would be yeah. my words. That's what I'd stay up late worrying about. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> if anyone has any answers. If, yeah. If you, if you guys have better answers than we have to those, we'd love to hear them. So please leave us, you know, a I have a really good chicken pot pie recipe I can give you, but I don't know about the snowblower on top of the train. <laughs> Can I do another Cora one real quick? This was a good one. Yes. Yeah, please. Um, and it started off, I thought like, great. And then she kept going. So the, the, it, she, this is Cora, oh. my three-year-old. What is it like to be a mama? Oh. Which oh. I thought that was what she was going to say. And I'm like, oh, so good. But it was, what is it like to be a mama in the daytime when you're not awake and oh. you bonked your head? Whoa. <sighs> you're not. So, so wait, so you're a mom. Is I assume it's like a mom, but you pass out. Well, that's like, so. I, yeah. I, that's the thing. I think I was trying oh, to wow. do some psychoanalysis on this one and it's possible 
mommy's that she's asking what it's like to be a mom when yeah. you're hungover <laughs> in the daytime, you're not awake and it's like you bonked your head. And so Cora, the answer is it is really hard because yeah. all you want is a dark room with silence. And that's the one thing that you really can't get when you're a mom. So it's, mom. it is hard to be a mama with a hangover, I think is, I think that's the answer she's looking for. One day when she listens to this, when she's older and she's playing it she's for her therapist. She's trying to figure out why mommy's be able to on the sofa every, every day. My mommy what said it like to be a mom? At first I was like, what is it like to be a mama? That's such a nice question. In the daytime when you're not awake and you bonked your head. So Cora, five, 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 seven, six, seven, six, social, social services. <laughs> oh, okay. Now that we've got those two out of the way, um, on to one of the, an another question from your oh. family. Okay. Um, this was one from Christian, which actually made me sad that he had to ask this. Um, he, <laughs> along the lines of being a terrible mom. Oh, so he said it, um, what are the best qualities in a son from a mom's perspective or how can a son make his mom happy? And I'm like, Poof. so oh right God. away, want to know what I thought of? I thought of the Prince lyrics. You're like my mom, my mom, my mother. She's never satisfied. That's what I thought right when he said that. I'm like, fuck, oh, wow. I'm the worst mom ever. Cause I'm like in my head, I didn't ask this. I didn't go there. So I'm like, shoot, does he feel like I'm not proud of him? Yeah. That was my reaction. I'm like, well, and then I thought of freaking Prince singing. Like, yeah. like my mom, she's never satisfied. Like, shoot. Like, I didn't. Okay. Well, let's start there. Are, are you, you are my, proud of him? Obviously. I, I go from like, I'm so proud of him. I'm proud of all of them, but like, yeah. I also don't want them to get a big head. Cause I feel like yeah. he does get a lot of accolades. So, you know, I want to like, well, and then I started looking back. I'm like, I think I was the most happy when I'd see them doing something kind and nice. Like he did the video, um, for the, for the little boy who's sick yes. that I was like welled up with pride, but that was like amazing. You know, like things like that, when I see him doing things and giving back. And so I, I get, I'm very proud of that when I see that. And the fact that he can make someone's day by signing a piece of paper, like what the heck? He realizes he's one of those superstars who made it, who really realizes what the, the kindness that you can give a stranger, what it can do for somebody and especially a kid. So yeah. that I think, I don't know if that answered the, his question. So what, what right. the best quality is even, from a mom's perspective? Yeah, and, but aside from that, like, I'm just, I'm proud of him. He's like, First of all, I, I, I have to say, I when I watch him play, I'm so proud of him. Yeah. Just, I mean, I have to say, his effort and what he's able to do is amazing. He amazes me. But I don't want, you know, constantly tell him that he gets that from him. But aside from that, just even our day-to-day, -day, like I talk to him almost every day on the phone. Um, I share things with him that I like don't even share with Ed. It's, it's, I, I'm, yeah. he, I'm so thankful that I've raised a kid that I like to be with. How about that? That I want to call, that I want to share things with, and, and I want to hear about him and his life and what he's doing. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I, I guess I'm proud of that. And all of them though, I'm, I am proud because I think those are my happiest times. It's not like some exotic vacation. It's literally just hanging out in our, my kitchen with my kids, even if it's two of them or one of them, whatever. But Christian in particular, I, I, you know, cause he's not here that much. He's here now, but, um, I just love when he's home. It makes my, my week, my life. I love it. Oh, Lisa, you're getting me over here. Sorry. I know. No, I, I think that you, that's the, a beautiful way to say it is that you, you want to raise a kid that you want to be with and that hopefully wants to be with you. And I, the only thing I would add, I think that in terms of the best qualities in a son from a mom's perspective is that they're engaged, like to feel it's reciprocated, that they understand and acknowledge 
what you have hopefully poured into them and that some of that mattered and that they care and are engaged and want to know about you and your life. So you talk about the conversations you have with Christian and how special those are. It, it's, it's easy to think of your parents, and this is true for daughters, sons, whatever, as kind of like, oh, they're checking in on me and I got to call them. I got to do this. But when you actually flip it and realize as you get older, like, oh man, I am so lucky to have this relationship with this person who is more invested in me than anyone else on the planet will ever be. Like my parents are going to love me more than anyone else on the planet, like, period. That's that and so and once you realize that, when you have your own kids and you realize yeah, like, oh my gosh, um, it's really, it's really special. And I think great question by Christian, no surprise and great answer by you. Great. All right. Um, okay. Because I, I don't, we could make this like a three hour podcast, but I won't, we've got a couple more that we'll get to and then we'll wrap it up. Um, back to Collins. I said, do you have any questions specifically for Lisa? Cause they really started to kind of get off on the train thing. And I said, do you have any questions specifically for Lisa? Sure. And his, his two questions for you is how oh. fun is it making the podcast oh, love and it. how fun is it being together with Ashley. And whenever he says my name, like my real first name, he just dissolves into laughter. He thinks it's the funniest thing <laughs> that awesome. his mom has a name. <laughs> that she has and, an, that you're another, that you're actually a human. I being. have another identity. You're not just, you're not just the incubator. <laughs> you're actually a human. <laughs> he's he trying to come to terms with that. It seems. He's trying, trying to realize. I know. <laughs> Ashley. So how fun is it being together with Ashley? Ashley. What do, what does your, what do you, I don't know, what do your kids think when they see you on TV? Like, do you ever show them like, they love it. Yeah. They, I think Chris, I think Chris will put my, you know, yeah. he'll put stuff on sometime and, and they love it. I think I've, I've maybe told the story, but for a while, the only time that like sports was ever on at our house when I wasn't home was when, um, they were watching, you know, my show on the road or whatever it was. And so when Collins was really little, I, this is like one of my favorite stories. Chris said that he put on, um, we must've put on TNT or something, some NBA coverage and Shaq was talking and he just looks at the screen. He goes, mama, like there she is. Because he just equated somebody just somebody you talking, talking about sports. As, oh, that's gotta be my mom. That's the only person. I mean, you guys that. are like twins. It's so I mean, Shaq like and I are have. very, I think just uh, it gets, it's, we're basically the yeah, same person in a lot of ways. So I could see how his young mind would make that confusion, but I was dying laughing. So yeah, they, I think they do, they are just starting to realize what I do for work. And I think they, they think that it's, cool. I, you know what? I think Collins was trying to tell us he wants Shaq's mom on the podcast, which which is a great idea. We should, that would Shaq be amazing. Thank you, Collins. Yeah, thanks Collins. Oh, Love you, buddy. He's running the, running the podcast. He really is. Yeah. He's... He does it subtly, but he's sending us messages. Let's manifest Shaq's mom now. Let's go. Done. All right. I'm writing it down. Add that to the list. Love it. Um, yeah. So Collins, the answer is making the podcast is the most fun thing that I have, that I have done in a very long time. It's, it's like one of those things that requires a lot of work. And then when you're doing it, it is I, like right now I am having a freaking blast. I can't think of a better way to spend a random rainy Tuesday than chatting through all the stuff with you. And I think it leads you to think about some stuff, right? Like the conversations you were having last night with your boys yeah. and their friends. It's when you have a specific platform and you are intentional about asking these questions, it leads to those conversations. So I, it, it's obviously been a huge gift for me. Yeah. I, I ditto ex I, exactly what you said. It is a blast and it is, it makes you, makes you a little introspective yep. and um, it makes me think and try to improve even my parenting now on yeah. how to do it. 
we really think about it and think, okay, what can I do better? You know, like this, like, oh, I feel bad. Maybe Chris, maybe I don't tell him that he, I'm proud of him enough or, yeah. or them. Like maybe I need to be, you know, like, okay, I've humbled him enough. <laughs> I think you've humbled him. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe I should be kinder. Yeah. <laughs> you got that. I think so. It's no, but it, it, I, it is. It's the most fun thing that I do yeah. all week. I look forward to everybody. Everybody, like all the kids' friends are like, hey, you do a podcast. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's so fun. Okay. We've got time for one more question. So what, okay. what do you got from what's, do you have any more that from your boys that you want to get to? There were a lot of good ones. Cause if not, I've got one more. Oh, well, I mean, I have, this one was from my friend. Um, she, first off, this is my friend whose mom passed away. And so she mm. was, I asked her, I'm like, she just said, you know, Hey, appreciate your moms that are alive. She goes, one thing I, I said, Oh, you know, what do you wish you could have asked your mom when she was alive? She goes, I wish I would have asked her more questions about her life when she was growing up, when she started dating, you yeah. know, did you go to a prom? What was, you know, did you go to, you know, what was college? Like just things. And it's so fascinating to hear because it's so different. Every generation, it's a little different than the mm -hmm. next. So Anyway, she just said to do that. So reminder to do that. Yeah, um, good. yeah. And she, she just said, she was funny. She's like, why are, um, why are certain kids driven and why, why are some aren't? Mm. You know, um, I think that's just the hardwiring, Lisa. I, I yeah. think that you can want your kid to be driven. And I, I do think that sometimes there are certain circumstances that happen in somebody's life that they have more of an edge to them. And there is like a drive to prove people right or wrong. I think there, it, it is all about nature and nurture. Mm -hmm. And some of it's unhealthy and some, and of, it's some of it is totally, yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. I think there are that's some it. people who are really driven who, you know, I think it's, it's like, wow, just, can you, can you pull back and enjoy your yeah, life? Calm down a little, a little bit, bit. but then you, then you hear their story and you're like, oh, that's why they're that's like why. that. Exactly. Oh, I've, I have to say Christian's, you know, since he's been home, he's been talking about some stories of some teammates from, you know, other teams in his current mm -hmm. team that, these, I want to get these kids on these, yes. their stories, you guys like are in like literally going from foster care to foster home to foster home and end up making it in the NFL, you know, playing for millions of dollars. And it, it literally, he was telling me some of the stories and I was in tears. I, I just, you know, you, you hear it, but just to hear that you, which kids, which guys are like that. And it's, it's heart wrenching, but also enlightening because yeah. they've made it and, and it's amazing. And, you know, they've had no guidance from their parents, right. you know, and they yeah, I would love to get them on and find out, yeah, how did you figure out, you know, who helped you along the way? you have to have help. You have to, you're a kid. Yep. So, I mean, I was, I was, I was tearing up on some of the stories. So anyway, no, another, I think that's another I, podcast. Yeah, so. no, yeah, I, I think, driven, but then some of their brothers and sisters weren't. Right. And that's another interesting thing. Same parents, but, you know, kind same of circumstances, like, yeah, same circumstances, same resources. And that goes back to something I know that I've said on here that I will repeat because I think it's important for everybody to hear and for me to remind myself is that my dad always says you can't take too much credit or too much blame for how your kids turn out because they are e you, it is each their own person. You can help them along the way, but ultimately, like everyone is responsible for their own happiness and what their path is. And you got to be there to support them. And ultimately, they have to choose. And that is a really hard thing to come to terms with. But it's the only, I mean, it, it's why you can have a kid who goes on to be in some ways the most successful, you know, soccer player in the world and right. also have a, a son who has struggled with major drug addiction and been out of, in and out of jail and, and whose life took a very different path. So right. I do think it is like a way to remind yourselves of grace. And it also allows, when I think really hone down and think about that, it kind of allows me to just like step back because I'm like, I'm not, no matter what I do, like I just have to love them and I'm going to do things that are not great. And I'm going to do some things that are hopefully good. And 
it is Collins and Cora, it is up to them as to how their lives are going to go. And I'm going to give them everything that I can to sort of launch them. But like, ultimately, they got to choose what they want. And that's, I think, the scariest part about being a parent, because all you want is your kid to be happy and succeed and do well and, and find fulfillment in whatever form that looks like. So that's what I would say to that. Can I just the very last thing, because I think I think your friend brings up an amazing point about asking your parents questions. And Chris, my husband, he had one for us, as I asked him last night before we went to bed. I said, what's what's one question that you have? And he said, if you could interview one mom dead or alive, who would it be and why? And to me, I had like immediately two different answers to this. One was I don't know why this popped in my head immediately, but Betty White's mom. Like the late, great Betty White, I've just, I'm obsessed with her. I think she is amazing on so many levels. And I was reading about her mom and I just, I I would be fascinated to sit down with both Betty White and Betty White's mom. That would probably Okay. I love Betty White. I didn't even think of that, but that would be amazing. I don't know why. Wouldn't that be just so so great? And then to, to to Stacey's point, your friend's point, I think I would want to interview some of the moms in my family who I never got to meet. My mom was just telling me the other day and I've heard some stories, but I don't really know much about like my great grandmothers. So, you know, Clara Hogan, Celia Earhart, I think about these women who I've heard their names and I've seen pictures Celia of Earhart, them. Is I don't she related know. to Amelia? No, I know the different spelling, but maybe, oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. She probably flew a plane. Anyway, could I just have don't know about it. The spelling when she came you know what you realize though? Because <laughs> when, when you have, uh, and I think this is the hard, sad thing, and this is why we need to ask our parents and grandparents questions and write them down so that their stories do right. live on because it's like two generations go by and all of a sudden, you know, my, my kids aren't really going to know my grandmother who was so, so formative in my life. And so how do you keep those memories alive and those stories so that you understood where you come from? So that's you know, who I would, do, I would go back and interview. On our website, a list of, of good questions to ask. Yes. And just Great write a couple idea. down and they're just, yeah, let's do that. Let's have like a, some target questions. And if any of you our listeners out there have any questions they want to yes. add to this list, please, because I, I'm always looking for questions. So I've started to try to do this with my mom and every now and then I'll ask like a little Good. question. And, and isn't it amazing? Just you you think that you've known her your whole life and yeah, that you've right. talked about everything. And then all of a sudden you ask a question and it's like, oh, I didn't, I had no idea. I yeah, had no idea. Completely. So it humanized my mom. It made yeah. me think of her as a little girl, as her as a yeah. teen, her as a college student, and then as a mom, as a new mom. I'm like, wow, she went through a lot of the same things I did. So exactly. Mm-hmm. And you don't see it. You don't, it's, it's hard to see them that way until you ask, actually ask the questions. I'm going to give a, a plug for a company called StoryWorth that basically they organize this for you. So you sign up and you, ba- I did this for me. my dad and my stepmom. You basically send them, uh, you know, you sign them up for a membership and every week they get a, a question and it's generated either through the company or you can pick your own and they answer every oh, week neat. one question. And they're really cool. Some of them are really big picture and some of them are smaller, but every single week there's something and they, in the end, they, after a year, they put together a book so that cool. all of those memories and observations live somewhere and you can buy as many copies as you want. But it's, I'm doing that. It is, it's that. a really cool story worth go, go look at online. We, yeah. it, they're, they're not a sponsor of ours yet, but I'm going to, you know, they're going to be after yeah. this. Have you, you ever done, done have you ever done ancestry DNA or any of that stuff? I did 23 and me. Yes. You did. Fascinating. Yeah. Did you get details? I would be more preoccupied, not really where people are from, but like what their life was like. Yes. Like, 
Yes. Well, and you know who else I would add to the list of moms I would want to interview? My dad was um, adopted and the grandmother who I've talked about, um, Mary Adamson, who passed away two years ago, was like one of the most formative women in my life. But his mother, um, his biological mother, I should say, wow. we've we've found out a lot more about her. And again, maybe that's we'll, we'll have another podcast about that another day. But that her story is incredible. And finding out some of the connections. And when I looked at the ancestry in 23andMe, I'm like, wow, I've got all of these second cousins that live in Pennsylvania. Uh, wow. Or that, yeah, like, yeah, Lancaster, PA. We've got Maybe you're related to Ed. I might be related to Ed. It's true. We might be, we might be like third cousins or something. So I just, I'm so fascinated by all of that. And I think wow. um, I'd add that to the list too. But yeah, it's making sure that people's stories, people know that their stories matter and making sure that we are able to encapsulate them and share them, I think is something that we don't do well enough in our culture and that other cultures right. do really well that we should, right. we should do. I, I love that idea. I'm going to write some questions down on our website. Right. I know, but everybody has a story. Everybody has something fascinating. Yeah. They, they really do. do. Like really do. So, um, okay, Lisa, I'm already like late for, a okay, meeting, yeah. so this, our hour together is over, but it's important. All right. No, not. Again, do you want me to like entertain Cora and Collins on this? Yeah, like, would you so, do that? Because they're just in the other room on a car. So let me, Collins, Cora, <laughs> they're actually running the internet in the basement. They're like, think they're running on a treadmill that's generating the power for this podcast, and they're not going quite fast enough because I've lost connection a couple times. So. Okay, go, go do, go do your important stuff. Okay, I love you. This I'm gonna go. This was Christian. an amazing. Yeah, go, go humble Christian. Make sure that he knows that there are still some things he could do better. That is. An incredible question. Shout out to you. Shout out to all you boys. Shout out to you. Now I know how to drive a freaking train. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you, Collins. You're going to be a, I, I'm, I'm going to ride that train. Your mom drives a train. Come on, ride that train. Yep. We needed your mom conductor hat. Okay. Then Collins would think we were like the cat's meow. That's what all we've been doing. Let's do it. See you okay, next week, so. everybody.